uh, getting into part two. And this is in the new episode, by the way. So good evening, good afternoon, good morning to you. Whenever you guys are watching this, this is part two of officially WWDC 2022. Yes. Now, when we last left off with you guys uh, last week, we kind of covered everything that was included in iOS, and I kind of that was kind of a lot of information to to throw at you guys and whatnot, and then. So I thought we'd break this up into two separate parts, and now we'll go over watchOS, the M2 chip. Yes, it was announced, as you guys may have seen, along with other things, the newest version of macOS uh, Ventura, and then finally we'll end with iPadOS, lots of stuff there. First up, getting into uh, watchOS 9. We get four new watch faces with animations, new fonts. I think they added religious calendars. You get a refreshed Siri UI. So she's going to be a little bit more intuitive mm -hmm. uh, from what I've seen here. And you could basically tell her to do more things. Now, when we're talking about watch OS, my wife, her first question, she looked at me and she goes, Oh, no. Am I going to be able to run? Am I going to get all the features? on my watch and I'm I've got a, a series three and it it's gonna upgrade yep. but there are certain things that it can't do yep. like the number of watch faces the yep. number of complications yep. how in-depth Siri is yep. there are things that they're toning down for the older hardware and they have to but she's got a series five sure which, if you ever wonder, you just flip it all, uh, over, and right there it'll say at the top in the middle what it is. It is. So mine's a Series Good 3. Good thinking. But, you know, I, I, so I did. I said, take it off. Let's take a look. And, and on hers, it was a Series 5. I believe on a Series 5 watch, you're going to get all Everything. the features. Yep. Right. Yep. So. A series 5 or a Series uh, SE are probably going to be the lower end stuff there that would get all these features, including uh, like banner notifications. Mm -hmm. uh, the podcast app gets uh, search functionality to it now and listen now functionality. Mm -hmm. And then also going into uh, no surprise here, but Apple's push into fitness, you now get metrics for fitness. Like I think they added three new metrics to measure how you run including uh, ground contact time, your stride length, elevation, and heart rate zones. Mm -hmm. So if you're in like a scaled zone of your heart rate, it'll tell you or show you, you know, yeah. where you're at on that. Yeah. I think the, probably the item that is going to be the reason people would buy uh, a watch, initially the... AFib detection was definitely something that that got people thinking about, hey, maybe I should have that fall yep. alert, calling 911. Yep. There's a lot of good things about having the, the watch uh, if you maybe are more prone to falling or have a heart issue. But now, after you know that you have AFib, to be able to record the events 
and share with your doctor in a PDF yeah. form the yeah. history. That's the new piece for AFib is AFib history. Yep. That's going to be a big one, quite honestly. It's it's not um, it, it's not blood glucose monitoring, but it is something that a lot. I'm sure they're looking at what is the percentage of people that this could help. Yep, right? and I think that's a huge one. Uh, personally, that I think I was personally waiting on that I was kind of looking forward to personally, mm-hmm. you know, was that one. Also, they added a few more things with, you know, uh, alerts in specific spots in your workout. Uh, they've also added some enhancements to route tracking, sensor fusion detection, if you have multiple workout types. So you're switching from, let's say, running the stairs at the stadium to playing basketball kind sure. of thing. So they'll have... Uh, it will notice that, that it'll notice that type mm-hmm. of thing, and then give you the uh, the measurements and the health data based on those two things, which could be different. It's absolutely nice to have. Yep. And now also you are able to get uh, the fitness app on all of your devices, so not no longer is it just going to be on your watch. Right. You don't have to have the watch, yep. and probably the area that I'm interested in seeing if this translates to. You had to have an Apple Watch in order to do Fitness Plus. Yes. If they're giving everybody the Fitness app, are they going to allow you to do the Fitness Plus without the watch? I don't know. I'm sure they will. Uh, I'm not it makes sure sense they will. For me to add that, especially with I the hope iPad. They yeah. I say that with the iPad because the iPad is something you could very easily stick up. And do on the wall or on a stand. Well, what this what this does though is the reason that you had to have the watch was it was calculate like it was looking at your heart rate. It was looking at how many steps and what what your activities were as your movement. Right, you're closing your rings. That's why I'm I'm thinking they 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 have an opportunity here to give people some of what's in Fitness Plus and make them want to upgrade. Mm. So I'm just being a little cynical here. I think I think they might give you foot in the water. Yeah, get get you get 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 dip your toe in the water, see if you like it kind of I think that there might be like a very limited fitness plus that they introduce now that they've opened this up. But the great thing is that the fitness app is available to everybody. You yep. don't have to have a watch, yep. but it did make it did raise some questions for me about the watch sure. and fitness plus tracking the information. So we'll see. So, so that makes sense. Uh, next up, and kind of tying into the whole fitness thing, was the health app. We had previously mentioned that, uh, or I had mentioned that one big thing that Apple really need to make a, an improvement on was the sleep uh, app within the health app or the sleep uh, metrics. And they did do some updates to sleep stages to help with like your heart rate monitor. And again, what you were talking about in right. history, it gets all of that. It'll track all of that information as well as updates to the medications yeah. app. So yeah. basically you add your all of your medications into the health app and then now you're actually going to be able to get, and to me, this is kind of a huge thing. 
drug to drug interactions. interactions information. So it'll say, don't take this if you have this, or don't take this with alcohol, don't take this with this other medication right. kind of thing. To me, that's absolutely huge. And that and it's a third party, science based fact, you know, that, that it's not them telling you it's bad for you. This is coming from somebody who's that's their whole that's their whole business is is yep. knowing drug interactions and telling you what to watch out for. I think this is great. One clear point of clarification: the sleep tracking does require currently the watch, and I I think that's good. The yep. pill and drug interaction yep. both are health app things, but that one doesn't require the watch. Right. Correct. So. That's great because if you're somebody who needs to take, say, Synthroid first thing in the morning, but maybe your Omeprazole you, you don't take for an hour or later, to be able to set up different reminders at different times for medications and then remind me every day or whatever, yep. I, I think, you know, birth control at a specific time for of sure. the day, every day. There's going to just be a lot of things out there that I think this is going to yep. really make sticky, oh, right? Yeah. They, that I can do this. Yep. And we'll have to have my son on because he recently switched from Android to an Apple iPhone 13 Max, mm. Pro Max, Pro Max yeah. uh, device. And I'm really interested to hear how, how migrating was. I had no idea he did it, and then it was like one day he FaceTimed me. And I know you can do FaceTime without it. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, what in the world? How, how, how is how is he FaceTime? initiating this? This is And I clicked on it, he's like, hi, Dad. You didn't notice from <laughs> the blue text messages? <laughs> I didn't, because the first thing he did was, was ah, FaceTime me. gotcha. And so anyway, <laughs> very, very cool, but I'll be interested to see... Because now he's got the watch, he's got the phone, yep. he's got like everything. He's, he's all in he's, the ecosystem. He's bought into that ecosystem. So I'm just saying, I think that, you know, what this, what things like the uh, pill, drug interaction and sleep tracking and things like that, yep. it really becomes something that it'd be hard to switch away from. I know he's switching from Android into the yeah. Apple ecosystem. But it'd be hard to switch away from it after you have all because you have all of these things that you can just do. Right. So anyway, I'm just saying yeah. I think they're making it really hard to go the other direction. Yeah, they really are, and that that speaks to volumes as to why they're you know the most a trillion or three trillion three trillion dollar company. Dollar company. Or no. Maybe obviously it's going to be more now. But last thing is uh, if you're kind of worried about information that you're sharing you will get periodic reminders in the health app for what health information you are and sharing who you're sharing it with exactly and who you're sharing it with you'll get those periodic reminders so that's kind of like one of those update things where it's just doing uh, i know google sends out a lot of them just to kind of hey let's go through your information make sure it's valid right. or with you know passwords you'll get those types of things sometimes too so Next up, as I previously mentioned, they did release a new or announce the second generation M chip with the M2. And the first one was the MacBook Air. Yeah. The, the, the new one, right? The yep. MacBook Air. Yep. So again, we, I, 
tweeted about this this uh, this morning before uh, the keynote had started that I'm sorry to tell you there will not be a new MacBook Air announced <laughs> That's today. exactly what they announced. And this is exactly what they announced yeah. with the N2 chip. It is slightly larger than the uh, than the M1, but still a little bit smaller than the M1 Pro. And they really, with the new update on the new chip, they did a focus on power efficiency. It's still a 5 nanometer chip in size. You get 50% more bandwidth than the M1. You get up to 24 gigabytes of uh, unified storage. That's your RAM. And that nobody cares about 16. that. What colors does it come in? Because New MacBook Air. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll get into the fun stuff that you guys care about. My wife, the only thing my wife cared about was, ooh, was it pink? Because no. she thought it was pink and you go, no, no you saw rose gold or something Yeah, I like. saw gold, but it was actually Apple's starlight color. Yeah. So it comes in starlight, midnight, which is that blackish tint, uh, space gray, and silver. Now, they did do a redesign to the actual uh, MacBook itself, so there's no more wedge shape to it. Right. And so it, what that enabled Apple to do was actually slightly expand the screen size so you're get you're going from 13.3 inches to about 13.6 it's a little thicker than than this yeah just a little bit thicker just a little bit thicker yep but and there it, remind, kind of it, it reminded me of like a thin uh i uh, mac air like the 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 Old ipad style. air it, it kind of, yeah, the square. Oh, the Air, the, the square, the mm -hmm. new version. It, it, it kind of reminded me of a thin version of the Air. I almost was expecting that you were going to be able to detach the screen oh, and have like yeah. a, a Cross iPad. tried to get us on that one. Uh-huh. You know, uh -huh. detaching it, which that is not true. It did. It, I will tell you, though, it, it made me think that they could. Right, the yep. way that this looks now almost looks like it would be able to do that. Yep, maybe two or three years down the road, that's what they're going for. They're just trying to get the hinge because yep. that's kind of the tricky part of the whole entire uh, keyboard to screen thing mechanism, as far as I'm concerned, because you're opening and shutting that thing th thousands of times. Sure. And the fact that 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 sucker goes out so easily is is something that not you should not be taking lightly. Uh, the MacBook Air does start at I think they said eleven ninety nine with the M two chip mm -hmm. in those colors, which as we had we kind of expected this to happen with the whole global chip shortage that we've talked so much about, and with uh, just parts getting re uh, more expensive. I'm not surprised here. You can still get the M one MacBook Air for nine ninety nine or nine ninety nine yeah. or eight. 49 through you know through the education store or through the refurbished store uh one of those two i would suggest going that route i myself but anyway a thousand dollars basically or nine hundred dollars for last year's model which yeah, is great dollars cheaper and i i told i told josh when i looked at the new and and the current one i said i i think i said the the uh only thing that would make me want the 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 new iPad or the new MacBook was probably there were there were a couple things but but the the um MagSafe is back. MagSafe is back, yep. And to me that was probably one of the biggest 
things that I wished I had on on my current laptop right. was the MagSafe. Sure. But I'm not sure that it's that it's enough for me to want to upgrade to the M2 MacBook right. Air. But somebody who is already pushing the machine, it's quiet, the battery lasts forever. I mean, yep. it's a fantastic device. Yep. If you don't need this year's model, it's great news that you can get an M1 MacBook Air for under $1,000. Yep. If, if you're looking to upgrade to a new machine, I know you can buy a $150 laptop. Don't do it. Get this. Yep, get the M1 get uh, this. MacBook Air, honestly. And I will tell you, though, last week, or, uh, it was late last week, I actually pushed the MacBook Air to the point where it finally started to slow down on me. Okay. I, it was the first time it, that I had ever done it, and it was the only time I'd ever done it. But it took watching 8K video it to, on YouTube. It took eight Safari tabs as I'm literally trying to multitask as much as I can on a bunch of different things. And then also heavy use with universal control, moving my mouse between sure. my iPad and using my keyboard with that my Bluetooth keyboard yeah. with not only my MacBook but my iPad. So all of those things, it finally gave finally me a notification. It finally okay. gave me notifications. Hey, these two tabs are using up a lot of bandwidth or not sure. optimizing the way they should be. And so I was like, okay, now I'm starting to see a little slow notice, uh, slow here. So let me close out those things and do some restarting. But again, even with that being said, in editing the podcast and editing the vidcast, I do not need a need. I do not have a need to upgrade to the new uh, M2 MacBook not yet. as well. Not yet at least. Now, Two or three years down the road, yes, there will be something that we're used to doing or expecting to do 8K video, whatever, that's going to require it. Right now, we're okay. Yeah, right now, we're okay. Yeah. But if you do want that latest and greatest device on the new MacBook Air, you, as in addition to the MagSafe, you get the two USB-C ports and you get the headphone jack. Yeah, it gets yes. a return as well. Yes. So uh, those are all fan favorites that everybody wanted to bring back, and they brought back them on the uh la the latest uh macbook pros or last year's macbook pros i guess so um which leads me into the macbook pro they also did announce that for 12.99 mm -hmm. with you know it gets four uh 40 faster with like photo edits uh photo edits and apple seems to they kind of basically came out and said that if you're gonna game on a laptop we want you to get the MacBook Pro, yeah. and they're going after that hard that the gamers are, that are mobile gamers. Now that that is not silent, correct? The the Pro no, MacBook the, Pro the has Pro, a fan in it. Yes, the Pro does have a fan in it for you know when you're ramping up. Right, and and that's going to be important levels. for gaming because it can actually you will it will throttle the the throughput on the MacBook Air if, if you're maxing it out, which which gaming does do. Yep. And on the MacBook Pro, it can turn the fan on and adjust the speed of the fan so that you don't have to throttle the CPU down. Or the resolution. Or something, yeah. And so that is a very good reason 
for 200 bucks if you really needed it that's definitely a good way to go yep and then same thing uh, uh was it the same thing you do get up to 24 gigabytes of unified memory get yeah. extra ram that's how much workspace you got m2 just that's yep. yeah. or up to two terabytes of uh storage internal storage up to, up to 20 hours of video playback um both of those devices will be available for order next month. So 1st of July, they'll probably absolutely go out and pre-order it. There if you go. The latest and greatest. Again, I'm not one. Or buy one. last year's model for under $1,000. There you go. Or yep. in my case, yep. I got my MacBook Air for 700 Sure. You know, so it's a fantastic device. Find the values where you can. Next up, macOS Ventura. Again, I was totally wrong on the... On the naming convention on this one, I also <laughs> tweeted out, uh, you know, on this as well. It wasn't going to be Mammoth, or was it going to be? Uh, I think it was Window Rock. I think it was two places in between California and Arizona that Apple tends to take their naming conventions from. Sure, I was completely wrong. They called it Ventura. So basically, how they sold it was that after all of last year's stuff that the company went through, the developers decided to take a ride on Ventura Boulevard to unwind. Sure. So that's where they got the naming convention. Whatever. From. We don't really Whatever. know, but it, it's a good name. Yep. And and I was excited because unlike if, if, if Windows, if Microsoft released a new version of Windows, Vista 7, 10, whatever, right. you'd be buying, you'd, you'd, first of all, it's not going to run on, on your machine that's only six months old because you didn't buy it with it. Right. Or it will, but you're going to fork out $100 or more for the for the privilege of running the latest operating system. Yep. I'm excited because I just set it up and it'll download it on the day that it yep. becomes available. Oh, and I can't wait. Yeah. And I, I've been battling myself back and forth on this if I'm going to throw the beta software on my MacBook. Don't do it. This would be a <laughs> good reason to do it if I was going to do it uh, for what they all included here. And I have... It is, actually. I have um, uh, kind of... I've watched what people... on. Yeah, I've watched Twitter again. Heavy on Twitter. If you interact with us, go follow us on Twitter at Apple Tech Facts. And I've kind of noticed that it, as nice as these new features are, it is extremely extremely buggy so don't do it as you were saying yeah. so i'm not i'm probably not going to do it unless it's like later into the beta uh versions right before it gets the public release just so i can talk about it but coming up and kind of the biggest thing here that kind of really changes the ecosystem as far as i'm concerned is what they called stage manager so basically with a lot, you can have a lot of open windows all at one time, a lot of different apps, and you can now, you can group them, you can resize them and everything. So every, you have dominating factors, you bring it closer, move it far away. What this really, I think, got you excited about was that it brought to the iPad the ease of use that you have for controlling windows on the Mac. Mm -hmm. And so it really takes a Mac, an, an iPad and gives it almost Mac level multitasking capabilities. Yep. yep. And it, what it does is how they showed it was it moves all of your windows that you had open off to the side 
of the screen. So off the left, and you can left tap and screen, tap, bring everything up. It's almost like how how on a on a Mac, um, and I think maybe I can show it here. You can take three fingers and you can swipe. Oh, I'm done. You can actually swipe to do so. I can have like let's say I have the Maps app up, and and if this was full screen, and then I could swipe over to do that that you'd be able to basically do something similar on the iPad where you have all of your different apps open and maybe you've, re you've arranged them a certain way and when you swipe or uh, choose the option for the different windows you now have a, a, a very easy way to switch views and all of which apps are where and, and, yep. and so forth. Yep. So really a powerful feature that people who are power users yep. would really appreciate. So I'm, I'm yep. not surprised at all that you were very excited about this. Right. Yep. And you can even have multiple apps of the same app open. And basically how you see with widgets, how you can stack your widgets to where mm -hmm. like you're basically equivalent, like scrolling through it. You can basically scroll down to see or scroll up to pick which version of the app you want loaded. So if you have three different page documents uh, loaded up, then you can just scroll through which one real quick and grab it to pull it into the forefront. Uh, also, you can drag, as I was stating with, you can have two apps on top of each other. Let's say like you could drag notes and pair it with like your pages window, that type of thing. Uh, also, spotlight search, you can use spotlight search with live text. And also, is this has been added to the bottom of the home screen in iOS. So at the bottom of your screen in iOS, you're going to see a little uh, search bar like you would see at the top. It's just a, instead of having to press up top, it'll just be right there for you to press at the bottom. A couple of native app updates here. We got really two things here that we wanted, I guess you could say, as with Messages, you get the unsend functionality with mail app. So in the mail app, you get the un unsend, you get you can schedule the send, you can do follow-up uh, suggestions, you can get remind me functionality with it when you want to send it. Uh, better search options with where you can show like your re recent documents that you have opened with search. All that links to the like to your files and uh, what you've obviously like you're saying what you've opened recently mm -hmm. uh, on the device also if you do a let's say like a, a spotlight search for you know something like in your mail it's going to tie it to you know to the web and you spell it wrong it's only going to show you correct spelling uh searches or results so that's kind of coming, that's in the mail app, as well as moving on to the Safari uh, browser. You get that functionality in there as well. I have a Traeger grill, and I never spell that name right. Never. I've got <laughs> devices I don't even spell right, and I know I never do. Or, you know, so that would be a nice one for me, because I misspell a lot of things. Also, you know, nothing a lot new here particularly, but... It still remains the mo the fastest and the most efficient browser as far as you know battery efficiency is concerned. Safari, Safari, yeah. yep. Also, you can now share your tabs 
with your friends. I kind of like that because let's say I want to do a guy's trip to, you know, to Vegas and I'm doing searches for hotels and flights and stuff. I can share those tabs with, you know, my guys who may be in four corners of the earth for all I know. And we could all be doing live updates to that or changes and stuff like that. Or like adding different results to each other's tabs or adding new tabs. Taking away tabs, all that The thing that I think is absolutely going to kill it really had nothing to do with new app features within within the Mac OS. And that is pass, what do they call it? Pass keys. Pass keys. Yep. Because really what it means is no more passwords. Yep. No more passwords for anything. Yep. It's all based on Face ID. Yep. And that, uh, I think, if I'm correct in the logic, it's basically what it comes down to in the in the tech world is it creates like a token for each use. So you give permissions, you give it, you can take away permissions with this type of thing, and you it's a key. Like you said, it, this is the end of passwords, which is good because as you... If you go into your general settings and then you go to your passwords, you may notice that you have 49 or 50 passwords that have either been uh, reused on certain sites. And compromised, or whatever. Compromised, yeah. right. This would basically eliminate that threat. So you could assign these keys to different apps. And, you can assign it to people. And all you have to do is completely buy into the Apple ecosystem and always have at least a, an X, a, an iPhone, iPhone 10, 10 or higher, something that's got the Face ID or Touch ID yep. on it. You know, that minor little thing of, of being locked into a particular ecosystem, if that doesn't bother you, this really raises the level of hackability or whatever yeah. to where it, it pretty much becomes next to impossible to break into your devices. And I think that, of course, it makes it a big target, right? That, that, sure. that the bad guy would try to figure out how to get, get around it. But what this also means is that if they do it successfully, non-iPhone users will still have to enter a password yep. and they won't be as secure. So I'm really interested to see the execution of this. Since I'm already bought into the ecosystem, it doesn't bother me. But it did make me say to Josh, you know, for the the one small price of being locked into an iPhone for the rest of your life, you too can have no more passwords. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like a... 1960s or 1950s uh, TV commercial. That's right. So I, all black there, there, there's some real advantages there, but again, kind of that buyer beware kind of yep. mentality of there is a downside to this, and that is the people that don't use an iPhone and, or can't or whatever, right. other parts of the world, maybe they're not available with Face ID yet. There's, there's just going to be the haves and the have-nots and the green text bubble yeah. versus the blue. Yeah. It's a bummer. The other the other part of this that I think a lot of people are going to get wrong is they're going to ask for a user code and a password and a face ID to say we're extra secure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... My work actually does this. 
And it's so annoying because first you type in your user code, then you type in your user code and your password, then you do face ID. Oh, like it's, oh so my gosh, annoying. come on. Right. Right. But at any rate, when they streamline everything and, and introduce the, the pass key or whatever yeah. it is, that's really, I think, where things are going to get easier, not harder. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited about this. And I it really didn't have anything to do with the Mac OS or iPad OS or any of those. But to me, this is I absolutely just probably the potential is there. Will it happen? We'll see. Yep. I'm excited for it as, you know, I'm annoyed I'm over passwords and like, you know, these uh, pass keys don't leave the device. So that's why you were saying they can't be hacked. They can't be fished. They cannot be social engineered via email. Yep. Like I lost my iPad Pro. That's on me. Take full responsibility on that one. But again, that type of thing cannot happen with these pass keys. So they are very, very, yeah. very secure when they work. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see how this progresses. Yep. But that's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. Yep. yep. Uh, next up, they did they did some updates with gaming. Not going to get into that. Uh, basically, it tied into the GPU cards there. Uh, also, you get continuity camera. This is a big, this is going to be a good one for us or a big one for us and other content creators. Uh, mixing that with center stage. So basically, as you can see here, Seth is putting his iPhone on the MacBook Air and it's using the wide camera to capture what's down below it without you, with you just having it on the dock. Yep. Huge, because that eliminates a whole other camera that you need pointing down to see what you're looking at. Well, I will use that one yeah. immediately. That and and they're gonna come out with a little stand that'll hold. It's I noticed that they're using the MagSafe connection. Yep. And Good then eye. Good and eye. then it connects to the top of the of the of the laptop. Yep. Which it looked like it was made for the form factor of the M2, M2 version of the MacBook Air. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's some. There's some things there that we're not hearing yet about this Man, new camera. About, right. Is will it require the M2 yeah. in order to work? We'll see. We'll see. And we'll but, let you guys know. But there were definitely some things about that that really look cool because, hey, the camera on your on your iPhone is always going to be better than yeah. any camera they could put in in in, in this. Or yeah, without, in, I mean, because if you look at the back of it, you got you got these nice big lenses yep. and you do uh, lots of different things yep. you can't do that with a little tiny camera on on the front not a front-facing so, camera even so it, it is going to be nice to see whatever they come up with there but i'm i'm a little worried based on the demo that they gave that it's going to require the new macbook air yeah. it's going to require things you know maybe it only works with the with the uh the uh, iPhone 13 or 12. Right. So we'll see. But it looks really yep. cool. Some exciting That stuff would make there. it tough for me to stick with the, <clears throat> the MacBook Air. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That would make it tough. I already have the 13 Pro, which is what you need, or yeah. the 12 Pro, or 12 Pro Max, 13 Pro Max is what you need for what he's talking about with that ultra wide lens because you don't have that on the other two right. devices, I think. So, <coughs> uh, and they called that feature Desk View. 
Moving on to the last thing that they announced was iPad OS. Again, they did a they did a redesign of it just a little bit. Again, with it's a little bit familiar with what we were talking about with Mac OS Ventura, <clears throat> where basically you get all the features that we had mentioned in iOS and Mac OS, and then it also added uh, a weather app to it, which if you noticed, it doesn't have now. Uh, with the animations so those animations if it's if it's snowing outside you won't necessarily see that in the weather app as like you would on your iphone and also you get collaboration with instant launch links so again they're really trying to push into the space of i i think and we'll talk about this with the next topic with uh, mm -hmm. Freeform mm -hmm. is what they called it. It's more of a concept, more of a, they showed it as a concept, more of a, not as a product or a service, needless to say, because how they demoed it was one big giant uh, Apple note that right. people collaborate on. Given the updates and their Apple's push on sharing things and collaboration, mm -hmm. I think that, as I as I mentioned to you, Seth, a collaboration with FaceTime and SharePlay, plus this free form, all that's going to equal a new, like native app at some point. I think that's where they're going with this. That would rival yeah. Slack and Teams. And and I and I think that be, free form is. I don't. I I never heard that term before personally. I always heard whiteboarding, but yeah. basically that you had a shared, because everybody's remote, right? That you would have a shared interactive display where you could write in, write on a whiteboard in the app while in a video call kind of situation. I personally think that in a lot of companies that this could become part of the workflow that people would have access to iPads with this application yep. and be able to collaboratively uh, whiteboard things out, freeform them, as they said, yep. but whiteboard things out, brainstorm, draw all these things up, capture it, and send it in an email so that everybody has a hard copy of it. Yep. So... I just think that this has the potential to become part of the workflow of a lot of businesses. Yep. And the thing that I was saying to you, Josh, if this becomes that successful, sure. right, that there would become a web version of this or a something that doesn't necessarily require you to be on, like that maybe you could do it on a Windows PC. Right. It wouldn't be nearly as nice as having the Apple Pencil with the iPad and all that, yep. but to at least be able to participate, yep. right, with and my mouse. That makes, that makes a lot of sense with, you know, as... <clears throat> but I, that'll be down the road if it happens, right? Yep, it's, it's, it's coming. I honestly believe it's coming, especially since Apple has made that recent push in and, and has officially launched the Business Essentials line. Yeah. So that includes, you know, all hardware setups and through, for, for companies and uh, support and all that type of stuff. And I think this is going to be built into that or focused into that. Sure. So it, as I know that 
there's a lot of companies out there that are going towards the Apple uh, hardware and the Apple ecosystem. Now, there are companies out there that their products are not exactly made for Apple, mm-hmm. and so it's very it's it would be counterproductive for them to have Apple software sure. and hardware, sure. which you know that's left side of talking you know different conversations for a different day, but again I think all of this these these small things Apple hasn't exactly said they were going to come out and combine them yet, but judging from what I've seen. To yeah. me, it just that looks like that makes sense. That's where we're headed. So, and also um, on the uh, iPad, again, I made a. I, I mentioned previously that they're really trying to make a push for gaming, and I'll put this in a video on YouTube eventually when I get to it. Of the iPad, the new iPad Mini Six, being the ultimate gaming iPad. In my personal opinion, due to you know to its size, but they're really making a push for it. But you get they did some updates to the game center to the dashboard to see what your friends are playing, and also what new activity they have driven uh, done. Mm-hmm. You also get desktop class applications. That's a big one. Uh, you know, for me personally, I'd mentioned that we'll see what that actually means. Right. I think what it basically means is with like I was saying with writing the article on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could not do on the LinkedIn application. Right. I had to use the website and then I could do it as full function. I think that's what they're talking about. Sure. So I would get that within the app. You get the actual desktop app. So that'll be nice to have and mm-hmm. make productivity go up for iPad OS users. Now, something that I have recently discovered is a huge pain in my butt is converting the pages documents into word documents or a, uh, I think it's like a dot uh, DOCX I think is what how is how Apple uh, formats it but that process of getting that done is not exactly something that's easy and it's not done how you would think that it's done okay. like you have to export it and then you have to uh, there's like two or three other clicks involved. I'm not going to go into it, but now native to the, you know, to the files applications, you can now change the file extensions within it, within ease. To me, that's huge. Also, you get uh, menu bars you can customize now within uh, the native applications uh, and within Apple. Uh, actually third-party applications as well. I imagine applications like, you know, uh, Instagram or, or you know, LinkedIn or Twitter, mm-hmm. they, you, can, you can get those uh, customized menu bars. Not so that I may, you know, utilize a whole lot, but power users, I have a feeling that they will. They, last thing here, they reference color a lot with uh, new displays calling a setting to control, like, the pixel density. So, basically... You can change the pixel density in, let's say, if you're in like a split view kind of thing or you have two windows up and one is going to take up, you know you need to, if you're showing up like a presentation or like a keynote uh, kind of thing and you need the those colors to pop, you can actually alter 
that within uh, iPad OS. So that'll be uh, that'll be good to see. Basically, you could zoom out and get more things on the screen at once. Yep. They'd be smaller, but you could zoom out and see more that way. Yep, and also go along with that is uh, like a virtual memory swap. So everything that's in the foreground, they will they know that it needs to get more more of the yep. the processor basically. And then also with, uh, as I mentioned with Mac OS Ventura, it also gets Stage Manager. So all of those tabbed applications that you have, whether it's three or four different uh, of the same application, they're all going to be moved over to the left side of, of the iPad screen. And then also with, you can also share and move those windows from the iPad to Mac OS as well. Kind of a, I would I call it like an extension of uh, of uh, Universal Control. And if you haven't tried out Universal Control, when you go into the control settings on your Mac and you choose the display option, you can just right in that drop down, yep. there's an option for the iPad, assuming it's close by, right? Like yep. It's got to be near it. I'll do a how-to video and on that. I showed it to my wife today. And it, it really is, it's like, oh, wow, have you been able to do that all along? Nope. nope. <laughs> that is really nope. cool. I don't know when I would use it, but you use it a lot. I use it every and, day. And if you haven't used it or tried it out, go try it out. It's really cool. Yep. I yep. love it just because, uh, you know, you have your, you know, I have my iPad as I, as I put a picture up on, on Twitter uh, today with my desk set up saying yep. I was ready for that included my my iPad right there with the uh, smart folio uh, messenger folio keyboard, plus my Bluetooth keyboard that I use on a daily basis, and my MacBook sitting right here, and then my external display. All of that, it seamlessly links with the keyboard and my Magic Mouse, yeah. which I'm actually kind of did some like, okay, let me pay attention to what it is I don't like about the Magic Mouse. And there was only one thing, the tracking on it, was or actually two things the mouse is not small enough for me that i would like it to be and then or shape and then also the tracking uh mm -hmm. speed of it is is finicky so it, okay. sometimes it goes as fast as i want it to go sometimes it lags a little bit to me that's the only bad thing about it but i love it you know other than that so sure also and last but not least something that i know many 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 people out there have been clamoring for what's Nan that fernando silva i'm talking to you buddy shout out to you external display support so no longer when you hook up your ipad to an external display do you get those black bars on the side you now get a full operating system screen yeah. so finally they gave it to us and you know now with this, if you are a main user of your iPad where it's your main daily driver or your iPad Pro is your main daily driver, at this point, I'm calling it, you do not need a MacBook Air or a desktop solution. You don't need it. So keep on keeping on. Get your external displays going with 32-inch curved uh, QLED <laughs> monitors that you have that are costing $3,000, whatever. But, you know, with that being said, guys, that is your... WWDC 2022 rundown split up into two parts. So, which means you guys will be seeing these uh, consequent weeks, and we won't be actually back in the studio to record for 
subsequent time as well. So make sure that you like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. Yep, notifications go out on YouTube. Follow us at Apple Tech Facts uh, Podcast, and then also on Twitter. As I mentioned, you as you can see from today, extremely active on there. That's where you can find me at, at Apple Tech Facts. So if you want to engage, so thanks for watching. See you guys next time. Thanks. Thank you.